I was thinking today we could probably go a little bit more lighthearted than yesterday. Would you be okay with that? <laughs> Woo! What a day yesterday, man. Fielding social media after yesterday's episode was interesting. It was real interesting. Anyway, question for you today is what do you do? Do you follow your dreams or do you follow your heart? And if you had to pick between your dream job and your dream man or woman, like which one are you going to go with? Think about that because her situation is pretty unique with Ask My Mom today on the show. Let's go. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Yeah, welcome to the show. I'm Steve Kramer. I got my dog Kiki in my lap. My mom's about to come on here in just a couple minutes. Uh, This podcast is supposed to make you feel good, and it can because... My mom is like the greatest woman in the history of time. Like if there's a mom of the year, if, there's a, if that's an award, let me know because I need to nominate her for that. Uh, she would win every year. This is my mom, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I have bad news that the ghosts are back. <laughs> Uh-oh. And if you're new to the show, that may not mean a lot to you. But if you listen since, I think, episode... Five, you've known that I've been dealing with a ghost in habitation for, for quite some time. So I, I live in this house, real quick backstory in case you haven't been here before, and it's uh, almost 100 years old, and I know that two people for sure have died in this house. And I've seen all kind of weird things from people appearing in my kitchen window to people walking down the hall. But the one thing that I have that kind of is a current theme over and over again was this big boom noise that I've got in a previous episode. I forget what episode it is, but look back for the one that says the haunted house noise or something. <laughs> and I um, I had like a talk, like a, a sit down talk with my ghosts because I just assume it's haunted. And I had like a sit down talk with my ghost about two weeks ago where it was late one night. It's probably like one o'clock. I was getting in bed and I told the ghost, I'm like, listen, I, I got to sleep tonight. No scariness. No, it's over. <laughs> like you can live here. It's fine. But I just do not want you making any kind of scary noises or scaring me or appearing or anything anymore. Right. And I swear to you, since then, there's been nothing that's happened that's been any kind of paranormal. And that's like been like two weeks ago. So I was like, Woo, all right, that's it. We were able to figure it out. Uh-huh. Talk some sense into him. Right. Mm-hmm. So here it was, it was probably Sunday night and I'd gone to bed kind of late. It was probably midnight or a little after. Mm-hmm. And then I had woken up at like two 30, which kind of seems to be my consistent time that I'm just been kind of rolling over. But then I look at the clock and then I get paranoid because I'm like, <laughs> All right. 240. Like, is it, yeah. Like, is it going to happen? It's always like <laughs> 10 minutes before. So I, I like wake up for whatever reason. And then, so like, I'll sit there and I'm like, I'm like, go back to bed. Don't, don't worry about this. Don't, don't think about it. It's not going to happen. Don't think about it. And it didn't, but I still would wake up and kind of be in that panic mode no matter what. Or I like check to see what time it was. You know, like, has it happened yet? Did it wake me up? <laughs> and so Sunday night, two thirty rolls around. I roll over. Oh my gosh, here it is! And I start to like fall back asleep because I think it's not going to happen. Then out of nowhere, boom! Like that big boom noise that happens mm. over and over and over again, and I can't figure out what it was. So then last night, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to wake up with this. I don't want to deal with it. So I literally had the talk once again where I was like, don't do it. I don't <laughs> want it. It's late. I need to sleep. Do not make that. And I'm, I'm saying this stuff out loud. Like it's not just me thinking it. I'm literally like yelling this out loud in my house in the middle of the night. And they, uh, last night, no ghost, no noise, no boom, at least none, not one that woke me up. 
So mm. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I was thinking, and I'd have to do a lot of work to get to do this. So you tell me if you think this is a good idea, if it's worth the time that I would invest into this. Mm. But I kind of want to reach out to the family, like the, the house in the trust with. Uh-huh. I think I might have their address, but not their email address. And just ask the question of, like, do does two forty a.m. mean anything to you? <laughs> <laughs> like, was that the time that somebody died? Because it didn't oh happen. God. I mean, when I was married, even like shortly after I was divorced, this didn't start happening till probably this year. But hmm. I cannot figure out what that boom noise is. There's nothing that would cause a boom noise to come from outside, especially at two forty in the morning. I unless maybe it's coming from the air conditioning unit, but we're not talking about a click or I mean it's like boom, like it like wakes me up out of my sleep every time, and it just start it got started. And the strangest part is that Kiki, who is so nervous about everything, doesn't make a sound. Doesn't say no. So then I'm like, am I crazy? Like, am I a crazy person to think that this is is this really happening, or am I just literally? I've been in my house so long. That I'm just going nuts over here, you know? Because I think it's happening. Like, you guys have heard the noise. Like, I played it on a previous episode. Right, right. So, I don't know. I don't you think, think it'd I, be worth, well, you think I don't it'd be think worth I, reaching out to that family and saying, like, does 240 mean anything to you? Or is that kind of overstepping the boundaries of... I don't know what harm it would do. They could always just ignore you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Who is a crazy person with our parents' house to <laughs> Be a weird letter to get in the mail. <laughs> in like handwriting too, you know, like oversized lettering oh on, on lined paper. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> 2.40 a.m. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah, I, probably, don't see I, don't any, I don't see any harm in doing it. But does I it make me a crazy person though? Well, they may think you're crazy, but maybe you are crazy. <laughs> Do you think I'm crazy? Does that make you think I'm crazy? I don't think you're crazy, but... Okay. You know, I mean, these things happen. I know they do. I, and I've never experienced anything paranormal. I'm not always kind of people that thinks that ghosts are always around them. It's just literally in this house and it's just literally in the last, well, the boom is every last six months, but like the seeing people has been happening now for, you know, since I moved in. So, well, uh, I had to cut this out of yesterday's show because it was running so long, but I want to talk about your, uh, your stretching no. class <laughs> or what is not class, but what is it? Like a it's- little tutorial? It's a 14-day challenge of flexibility and balance. Well, you've done yoga for years, so you feel like you should be a a seasoned pro at this. I have, and then I learned, no, I'm not. (laughs) So what day are you on today? (laughs) When you and I went to the studio, the yoga studio here in Dawsonville, I felt really good because I could keep up and I was flexible and I could do all my By the way, I want you guys to picture a, a yoga studio in the middle of the country. It was uh, a different experience, a different experience mm, over there. Yoga. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny because all of these, you know, these words that are already sound kind of foreign and then hearing them in a Southern accent, it's very, <laughs> it was an experience. It was an experience for sure. But that was good, wasn't it? We enjoyed that. We yeah, enjoyed no, it was doing fun. it together and I continued it until Corona and quarantine and I'll go back when I feel comfortable doing it. But this, this, this instructor, but I'm determined to get with it, right? She, mm-hmm. Like I said yesterday, she looks like she's 18 and weighs 100 pounds. 
And she could probably bend her body any way, shape, or form in a pretzel and, you know, 30 seconds or less and hold it for days. Um, So yesterday I had a bit of a struggle. Let me think what yesterday was. Hip flexors maybe, which is one of my weak points. But today it was arms. Yeah. And I, I aced it. You killed it, huh? Your arm, yeah, your your arm game strong, huh? Killed it. Mm -hmm. I was with it. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I think that's probably a little unfair to have an 18 year old and a (laughs) 67 year old trying to do this thing workout. I know enough not to, you know, press myself, not to do anything. No, that's good though. I'm proud of you for for doing that. So we'll have to keep up and see how it's okay. How it's kicking your butt or not (laughs) or not. (laughs) Today Um, was good. That's good. Uh, so I got a tweet yesterday, and we got, we, I thought we got to mention this, but I, I don't really know much more than anything you saw on my social media. Um, I found – I was sitting here yesterday editing the show, which is you know is a super heavy show, and all of a sudden I get a, a Twitter – I keep my Twitter notifications on because I don't get that many tweets. So, I, so the notification popped up on my phone. I opened it up, and it said, it may be Father's Day, but it's time to listen to the Mama's Boy podcast with at the Steve Kramer, who that's me on Twitter. Uh, it says, it made the Hot 50 podcast chart for July, Woo-hoo. and – I don't even know, honestly, what that means. I really have no idea. And I've been trying to do some research. So there's a thing. It was from the, uh, at the podcast mag. So it's from podcast magazine, which is a real publication. Mm -hmm. And I guess every month they put out a list of the 50th, uh, the 50 hottest podcast, I guess. And for somehow we made the list and I don't know how I'm not sure um, what we did to, to deserve that. But, uh, but somehow we, and I think it may be voted on by people. So have you been voting for that in the podcast magazine? Thank you so much. Um, and I went on, I, I went on that website and yes, you can vote. So is that I, what is it? It's people that actually go on and vote for yes, it. Then? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's podcast magazine and it, it says vote or whatever, you know, as you read down. And so I voted for us. You can vote for several. And of course I only voted for us, but, um, <laughs> well, why? <laughs> you have a lot of podcast friends. You can support them too. <laughs> but I, but I wanted us to be number one. You see, that's how selfish yeah, I yeah. am. Okay. So All I right. thought I don't want to have a two, three, and a four. Why did you, why'd you get no. so competitive? It's so not like you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I feel like the fame bug has gotten to my mom, and now she won't let, she won't share the spotlight with anybody else. <laughs> well, only because I know how hard you're working. No, I want no. I want your labor to pay off. Me so, too. So I don't yeah. really know anything else other than that. And I guess we'll have to wait till July to figure out exactly what that is. But anybody that's been supporting it or maybe even knows what the hell that is, um, appreciate it. Appreciate you, yeah. you supporting in, in that way. They could call us. Well, yeah. If you want to call 888-Kramer8, I mean, I don't really know if you know anything about it. But if you do, that's cool because I don't know anything and right. I can't really figure out exactly what that even means. So um, 888-Kramer8 is the phone number. Uh, I want to recap from yesterday's episode with you really quick because I kind of want to get your take on the whole thing. Um, I most, in case you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, I I told you that when I uh, shortly after I was divorced, I went out for a wild night. My friends were like, "You should do some Molly," which is kind of like ecstasy, and I did it, and like literally, it made me just it just tanked my life for fourteen, fifteen months. And most of you guys were super supportive. I did get this one message. Uh, well, a couple of them were, but this was like the probably one that really uh, was the 
hardest for me to read. Hmm. It says, I'd like to listen to your podcast every morning while I sip my morning chai tea and work from home, but today I am in tears. I'm so disappointed in what you decided to share. It's something that you should have kept in the closet. Kramer, at your age, you should have been set in your mind that you're not a drug user. Now you are a bad example for all the kids out there that listen to you. I'm so emotional about this because in September 2015, the love of my life took a, a over-the-counter type recreational drug, which I don't even know what that would be, over-the-counter type hmm. recreational drug, um, and had the same effect – and he actually took his life. He abandoned oh. me and my three boys. I partially blame the so-called friends that offered him the drug. I believe in the Bible verse that says that bad association spoils good habits. You should stay away from the friends that use drugs. If you had a stronger stand on drugs, you would think that you didn't have enough in common with them to, uh, for them to be your friend. Every day I live in fear that one of my boys will be influenced by a friend, will use drugs, and kill themselves. Ultimately, you have lost me as a listener because now you are a bad association for me, Kramer. Hopefully, you have learned. I really like you because I relate to you because you're a special one like me. But now I, I don't think I have we have enough in common. Goodbye, Kramer. Oh. So. Oh, that makes me sad. I mean, well, what do you remember of that time period of when I took that drug. Oh, I just remember how horrific it was for you to not be able to figure out what was going on with your mind and your body and your ears. And, and you were in such a state because it was so close to the time of, you know, your breakup. Um, and so already you were an emotional wreck before that. So that just seemed to exacerbate the whole situation and to a spiral that you couldn't seem to, to move out of. Mm -hmm. um, and we were on, on suicide watch. There is no question about that. I mean, your, your brother, your sister, and I all, and your dad would have, had he been able, all came and, you know, stayed near you just to, not that we could make anything better. We just wanted to be close to you and support you in any way we could. Right. Um, you know, we all make mistakes, and you were so grief-stricken at that point, and I can understand you saying, you know, F it, I'm just going out and have a good time with my friends. I think that you made it really clear that you knew you had made a mistake, and you even ended by saying, don't do drugs. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sad that, we've lost this listener and I'm even more sad that she has, you know, connected that to such an unfortunate thing for her. Yeah. I mean, um, with that one, I felt like it was totally a trigger for her, right? Like mm -hmm. it had, had very little oh. to do with me and very much to do with her situation. Oh, definitely. You know, I was really hesitant and it's taken me almost two years to even talk about the situation and I had mm -hmm. to be in the right place at the right time. I mean, I couldn't, there was a long period. I couldn't even talk about this time period. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and if I did, I'd get really emotional about it. Like it would right. it'd almost be like PTSD where yes. I couldn't even go back to that spot in my head or like yes. what it felt like in that time period or how suicidal I felt or anything. Yes. So, um, 
I'm glad that I'm at least able to like tell the story now. And I hope that was really, that was the point was that, you know, I, you know, even at age 30, I was 35 at the time. Yeah. I mean, I, you would assume by doing just a tiny little bit of drugs, uh, that you, you would be okay. And a lot of people are. And you said that, you said that be careful because you never know. I'm not here to like preach. I don't think you did anything wrong by sharing that story. I think it will do more good than harm. I I just hate to harm anyone. I know you do too. So I'm sad that that her situation was so, was so terrible. And I'm sorry that that triggered all that sadness for her. I had a friend that messaged me this morning. I wanted to ask you about this too. She was like, Hey, you know, I don't know. I know a lot of your mom's friends listen to this podcast. Do you think that she feels weird about you saying this kind of stuff, it makes her feel uncomfortable. No, not at all. Not at all. Jim said this this morning, he said, he shouldn't use the F word so much. Our friends are listening. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was like, well, you know, to myself, I didn't make any comment to him, but I was thinking sometimes, you know, that's the only word that works. (laughs) So, you know. (laughs) Use Use it when needed. Use it when... When necessary, right? <laughs> yes. If you haven't listened to episode um, 64, five, whatever list, I don't even know what day we're on now. Uh, go back, take a listen to it. I, to me, I listened back to it and I was like, okay, I think I got the point across that I wanted to get across. And mm-hmm. thank you for all the nice messages too. It's really sweet of you to, uh, to support me in everything that we have been going through in these last two years. It's been crazy. But that's yes, like another layer that's kind of like ripped back and like, okay, there it goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get to the quote for the day, mom. Okay, this is good for what you just talked about. This is uh, by Omar Khayyam. And it says, When I want to understand what is happening today or try to decide what will happen tomorrow, I look back. So look back on the experiences of our lives and what have we learned from those. Well, I know I won't be doing drugs, so that's good. (laughs) It's a good first start. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, that's uh, that kind of goes against though what we talk about, which is like living in the moment. Don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the past. I mean, how so? How can you relate that to trying to live in the moment, but also look at the past, try to figure out where to go in the future? So, if you're present to yourself in the moment, and you are troubled by something, you can look back on your history to see where you've been and how you may have come overcome something in the past mm. that led you to this present day moment. I will say the more I the more shit that I go through, the better equipped I feel like I am to actually go through more shit. <laughs> Which it's, I don't know if that's like a hardening of my life and I'm just like, oh well, here comes something else. Knowing <laughs> that I'll get through it or if it's just the uh, ability to at least have experience and know that, you know, I'll probably, I got through this terrible thing. And I got through this terrible thing. And I got through this terrible thing. So probably I'll be able to get through this terrible thing too. Mm-hmm. And wisdom comes with age and experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, we need to learn from every life experience that we have the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a lesson to us. So, it's true. so when we say, when I want to understand what's happening today, or try to decide what will happen tomorrow, I look back. And another thing that that really um, brings home for me is, you know, we worry about so much about what will happen 
tomorrow, our next week, our next month, our next year, we worry ourselves to death. And that is such a waste of time. Right. Because how many of the things that you worry about actually come true? Mm. Not well, many. Not we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to find out. I'll start keeping track and we can actually find out which one. We'll check them off the list. Worrying is a total waste of time. Well, serves yeah, nothing. Yeah, no, serves nothing. Easier said than done, but you're not I wrong. I so. know. I know That's it's true. easier. It's easier at 67 than it was at 37. Right. Just saying. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back here and we'll do Ask My Mom in just a couple of seconds. The big question of the day is what do you do? Do you follow your dreams or do you follow your heart? Next. All right. Ask my mom here in a couple of minutes. Uh, let's do a little housekeeping stuff first. Uh, really quick though, mom, I have a problem that I've got to really be careful of is I've been noticing the more that you and I are doing this podcast, the more my Southern accent is coming back. Uh Oh, so I've really got to be careful that I don't, like, <laughs> I don't all of a sudden become this, this Southern boy because some, with, for some job opportunities, it's fine. But I can imagine somebody new listening to this podcast from New York and being like, the hell is going on with this? Uh, where's this guy from? What's he about? So I just I noticed certain words. Even like when I just said next, right before the commercial break, next everything's like drawn next. What I haven't said that in years. Oh no, everything has two syllables. Just picking it up from you, I know. So gotta watch out. Is my southern accent really that heavy? Yes, and I know you don't realize it, but it's so funny. Ever, and I didn't realize it either. Like I didn't, when you're from there, it's, it's like everyone sounds like that when you move mm-hmm. away, it's just like the, the kind of California accent out here. You don't really realize it until you move away. When I move around the country though, I end up sounding kind of like the, like the people, right? right. So I, I, it's just, I just noticed myself saying certain words and I can hear it back, listening back where I'm like, Oh, that was super, super <laughs> Southern. Where did that come from? I'll have to pay attention to that. Uh, that would be interesting though. Like how, like, like, Maybe you can do this if you want to just text us really quick or you can call uh, the phone number 888-Kramer8 because I hear my mom all the time. You're not really as used to her as I am. So how bad is her or how how, how noticeable is her Southern accent? How bad? There? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, like how intense is her Southern accent? Um you can call or text 888-Kramer8 because I definitely hear it. But to me, I'm so used to it that it's just like, oh, that's kind of a little Southern accent, you know? Right. I'm just your mom. Just a mom. Just a mom. Um, do we have any new certified fans to give a We do. That's what I was going to okay. talk about. And I actually owe people some. So I know I, if if you are a uh, certified fan and I have, you've not gotten your proper whoop whoop, then please DM <laughs> me or text me because I do want to make sure that you get it. Okay. Um, and so what we do is we like to shout out our, our newest certified fans and... Um, if you didn't get a whoop whoop, 
Make sure you let me know so you can get your proper whoop whoop, okay? Uh, certified fans, by the way, are people that say, yeah, I want to support the show. It's $5 a month. You get $5 back instantly to go spend over in the merch store and uh, a lot of other perks too. Bonus premiere episodes. A lot of new things are coming down. I'm about to launch a contest, which I don't know if it'll be up by tomorrow or not, depending on how tonight goes, uh, <laughs> where you, as a certified fan, you'll get five entries into the contest versus everyone else who will just get one entry. So it's just like little perks like that where you're going to have a, a more premier experience of this podcast. Plus, if it means something to you, then you're supporting just podcasting in general, you know, not, not having to worry about corporate America coming in here and turning it into, you know, radio fluff. So um, if you just type, just if you want to text the word fans to uh, 888-Kramer8, I'll send you back a link really quick so you can just join or just scroll down to the show notes and you can go from there. Uh, but we actually have a brand new one that just came in. I want to give her her proper shout out. Uh, this is Carissa. I don't know where you're from, Carissa. Sorry, but Carissa is our one of our, probably our newest certified fan. <laughs> uh, Veronica. Veronica, who hit me on Instagram and said, you didn't, you forgot to mention my name on your podcast. That was the first day of the fan club. Okay. Three. (laughs) And Alma from Escondido, you also deserve your whoop whoops. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a perk too, to be able to get your own whoop whoops for my mom. So (laughs) what that's worth, that's not worth the $5 investment. I don't know what it is. Don't even know. All right. Uh, love those certified fans. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get to ask my mom. We do this on Tuesday and Thursday. It is a chance for you to ask a question just to two strangers, more or less, or people you trust <laughs> and you've heard our advice before, and it might be able to help steer you in the direction that you uh, you need to go. So here we go. And oh, if you have, if you have, uh, if you want to be a part of this segment, you can just DM me that guy Kramer on Instagram or that guy Kramer at gmail.com if you want to email me. Okay. Kramer, certified fan here. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) 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 That's going to be a thing, isn't it? Um, it. I'm really sad because I don't like the advice my own mom gave me. So I thought I could do your ask your mom segment. COVID has turned my life upside down. Like I know it has for most. I got laid off in March and I work in a really specialized industry. Unfortunately, sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a boyfriend of a year and a half and he has a business in San Diego. His family is all here. He is born, raised, die San Diego. I have worked really hard to get my career off the ground and really love what I do. There's only two companies that do what I do in SD. Neither are hiring. I was so lucky to be able to get a job offer, which would actually be an advancement, but it's in Colorado. My boyfriend is really proud of me, but when we were talking about it last week, he told me that he's done long distance before and he hated it. So he supports me in going, but he would want to break up over it. That makes me really sad, but I get it. I don't want to force something to be with I don't want to force anyone to be with me, but I am so into this guy. So now I'm torn on what to do. Do I stay here and change career paths or follow this dream that I've been chasing? I can probably only afford to be out of work another two to three months. Seriously, love your podcast. I'll keep supporting you. Well, I feel like crap now. If you're a certified fan, you're paying me $5 a month, but you got to move to Colorado over it. Maybe I should reimburse you for the, at least give you three months free trial or something, you know, to be a. What do you mean? She can listen in Colorado. 
Well, no, I'm saying, but she's out of work and she's still supporting the podcast. Oh. So that really means a lot to me. You know, I oh, feel like yeah. kind of guilty about that. <laughs> like oh. you got to move, but you're well, now she knows that she can DM you and get her money back if she needs. And that's it. right. Yeah. I'll just, I'll give you three months for free. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right. I don't even know how to do that, but, uh, okay. So, wow. That's, I mean, that's always been a question that I've had to deal with too. Is like, what do you do? Do you, uh, cause my, you know, my career path has been pretty turbulent really quick in case you don't know. I went to savannah georgia to start then i got a job advancement to go to panama city florida and then i got a job advancement to go to tampa got let go in tampa went to phoenix i really just needed a job i love tampa but i just needed a job so i went to phoenix and took that job that i was kind of mad about and that though led to san diego but then of course i got blown out here too just as i thought like my life was starting to kind of get a good shape to it i was really starting to like i would say probably since like July of last year before all the, before I got let let go in January, I would say this is like perfect situation for me. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I got over the divorce. I'm ready to date. And I met some great girls in that process. And I was uh, honestly like, I told myself that by the end of last year, I was ready to like settle back down. I wanted to get like a steady girlfriend and keep going. And then of course January happened and everything turned upside down. Mm -hmm. So that's honestly why I kind of stopped dating because I knew that like, that's really going to make me vulnerable. Cause I'm in, in a spot like that too, where mm-hmm. yeah, I can stay in San Diego and I can kind of restart and find a new career, but I genuinely love what I do like with a passion. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I've been passionate about it. It's like the mission that I set out to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that, I mean, I could stay here and just kind of wait it out and maybe go do something else and sell my house and, you know, do this podcast in, in you know, as long as we could, pay the bills with it, maybe get a part-time job and just to like, you know, cause there, I mean, there are some people here that I've met some friends, some people I consider my family now mm-hmm. that are really amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I I'm torn with that too. It's never an easy decision when you have to make a decision like this on where to go and what to do when it kind of goes against you know, your, your career path. I mean, mom, what are you, what are your thoughts on all that? Oh, this is so challenging. This is so challenging. I don't know how long she's been in this relationship, but I do know that, you know, your brother and his now husband were in a long distance relationship from London to Atlanta for seven years. Right. Um, And how that worked is just nothing short of miraculous. I mean, they saw each other maybe four times a year, um, and it was challenging, but it worked. And now he's here, you know, in Atlanta, and they're hopefully going to live happily ever after. Um, but, you know, it's hard. It's hard to have a long distance relationship. But if this is your dream job and it's, you know, limited resources, and oh, I don't know, I think I would take a chance and take the job. And if this guy is really into you, maybe you guys can, and you're into him once you get there, you don't know what may happen for you. I mean, too. long distance is super hard. It is. I mean, I, even when I was dating my high school girlfriend, we went off to college, she went to NYU and I went to Georgia Southern, which are two completely different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we were still pretty much together for maybe two years into mm-hmm. college. And it was a really hard for me, the first year driving back and forth and, you know, Colorado is not really, I don't know where in Colorado, but still it's not an easy drive. Right. Um, and I, I mean, I, I mean, it's literally why I had to stop dating. Cause I, I just can't, 
I don't want to risk that because I don't, I mean, long distance is just hard. It's just hard. It's just hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but no matter what, like if he says he doesn't want to do it, I wouldn't try to force him to do it for sure. Like don't right. be like, well, come on, oh, let's no. just, no, no, let's no. just try. I mean, you should never make someone like chase after you like that. No. Right. No, she's right. But I'm just trying to figure out like, and uh, cause I even struggle with that too. So do you, do you take the job and lose the love of your life possibly or or no, but mom, you're saying, you're saying just go, for, go for it career wise. And then if it all works out, then. I am because it sounds like she's so passionate about what she does and that, you know, it's an area that's, you know, that there are a few jobs to, to have. And especially during this time. And if she can only wait two or three months, I mean, I think what may be worse would be if she stayed in San Diego and went into a different profession that she hated. And then the relationship didn't work. Right. You know, I think that right. would be harder to swallow than if she goes to Colorado and maybe there's a chance that, of course, there's always a chance the job may not work out either. I mean, you know, sure. you take a chance on everything, but I don't know. I think I would, I think I would go with the job. I don't know how long, They've been together. I don't know enough about the situation, but I think if I had to choose, I would take the job and just hope that either the two of you could get together or someone else will fill his place. Anybody been in a spot before? Have you had to like follow somebody for a or stay somewhere because of a relationship? And then were you glad you did, or did you move for a job and wish you didn't, you know, or move for one reason or another? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be really curious on that situation. So uh, I, I don't have any concrete advice because I'm really, I I know what it feels like to really feel so strongly for somebody and to like, you don't want to change your life. But then I also know what it feels like to chase your dreams. And like, that's a really positive feeling too. So eight, eight, eight Kramer eight is the phone number. Eight, eight, eight K R a M E R eight. Uh, let's get some calls going. Cause I, I think you got to talk to somebody that's literally been through that exact same mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. And then from there, maybe we can get some better advice here later on this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Are you having the drawing for the palm reading today? I did. Um, yes, okay. I did. And okay. the winner, sorry, I've been so, I've, my mom was asking me why it takes, did I forget about these contests? And I'm like, no, it's just the lowest of my priorities, unfortunately, because I'm trying to launch a merch <laughs> store over here, which takes up all my time. I'm just trying to be helpful where I can. I know. Uh, I did pick the winner. Her name is... Uh, her name is Michelle P. Michelle P was our winner for the certified, I mean, for the Mystic Michaela contest. So congratulations to Michelle P uh-huh. for doing that. And and we should have another contest up this week. So um, just keep okay. looking at my Instagram or your email and we'll have another contest up. All right. It's fun. I hope she gets good news from her palm Me too. <laughs> yeah, right. It'd be terrible. <laughs> it's awful news. Like your life's about to self-destruct. Oh, no, 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 oh. no bad news. We have enough yeah. of that to deal with on a daily basis. Truly. Okay. Okay. All right. Love you forever. Okay. At the end of the show, we do the good news, man. It's the good stuff that's going on in the world. Just leave it in a pause. I feel good when I'm reporting it. So hopefully you feel good when you're listening to it. We'll start with the coronavirus. They actually found a, a drug that is super cheap and widely distributed that can cut deaths 
in a third. It's some researchers over at Oxford University over in the UK announced that last week that there's a low-dose steroid treatment which costs about $6 a dose and is widely available. It can reduce the risk of death by one-third for patients on ventilators and by one-fifth for those on oxygen. This drug is called dexamethasone. Dexamethasone? Uh, and it reduces inflammation in, in patients, usually effective for things like asthma, arthritis, and skin problems. Called the recovery trial, uh, the study, which involved 175 hospitals across the whole UK, found that no outstanding adverse events from the 10-day treatment given to 200, sorry, 2,104 patients in a randomized trial of over 6,400 infected patients. I feel like we're all getting pretty lax on the coronavirus. I don't know if you feel the same way too. Um, and even I like find myself just doing things. I'm like, oh my God, my mask. Or, you know, uh, I'm not as scared to like leave the house anymore. And which is good. I mean, we shouldn't be scared to leave the house. We have to be responsible while we're doing it. I think what's happening is we don't know anybody that's, I, I don't know anybody that's directly had it before. And I feel like if I did and I knew that my actions were going to directly affect somebody, it may make us all think a little bit differently. So if you've been, or if you know somebody that had the coronavirus and it was like just terrible on them, I think those kind of stories could help too, to kind of like refresh our memories of why I know the masks are annoying. I get it. I know that like social distancing is annoying. I get it. But if we heard the stories, it may be a little more in our face. So 888-Kramer8, if you want to call, if you've got a story, I'd love to hear that. I think it'd be really helpful. And I got to give a shout out to some folks here at home, here in San Diego. There are two brothers. I saw the story today. It's, uh, thank you for who, I forgot who tagged me. Alexis maybe tagged me. Two brothers up in Carmel Valley who are spreading some good news as well. They're Zach and Asher Swayze, and they're putting together their own newscast of good news. It's called SGN San Diego, which is based on the, if you've seen the SGN with um, John Krasinski in it. So it's the same kind of concept. It's just literally a newscast filled with good news. Zach, who's 13, said that you want to have something that will affect people in a positive way. And his 10-year-old brother, Asher, said it took us two to three weeks. We went through multiple stages of editing. It took a little bit of time to make the script and the film. So let's listen to a little bit of the uh, SGN San Diego, shall we? The COVID-19 outbreak has made it very hard for seniors who don't have anybody to shop for them and families who don't have a car. A group of six neighbors in Logan Heights came together to start their own food distribution. This group shopped for items that are not what you usually see at a food pantry in order to support the predominantly Mexican, Chicano, and immigrant community. After only two days, contributions came in that allowed the group to secure items for 72 people, including seniors, adults, and kids. This effort will be ongoing as long as needed, with distributions being made every other week. I'm going to reach out to these guys, too, and see if maybe we can share some stories. I'd love to have them on and, you know, have them share some good news. These, these are the guys that are really putting in the, the effort behind this. So shout out to our friends Zach and Asher. And we appreciate you for what you guys are doing. And we'll see if we can collab here in the near future. Their YouTube channel is down in the show notes to go watch. And I'll leave you today with Made Me Laugh. Uh, Eddie Murphy brings up a great point of white people in scary movies. But when it comes to haunted houses, like, <laughs> like I, I kind of just accepted the fact that my house is haunted. and just like, okay, all right, well, let me just deal with it, I guess. But Eddie's point of view is probably a little more realistic. I was watching Poltergeist last month. I got a question. Why don't white people just leave the house when there's a ghost in the house? 
Y'all stay in the house too fucking long. Get the fuck out of the house. Very simple. It's a ghost in the house. Get the fuck out. And not only did they stay in the motherfucking house and pull the guys, they invited more white people over. Sitting around going, our daughter Carol Ann's on the television set. I would have been gone. If I had a daughter been down the priest and said, look man, uh, I went home and my fucking daughter's in the TV set and shit, so I just fucking left. Um, you can have all that shit, I ain't going to back, back to the motherfucking, uh, I just came down so when she ain't up at school, you th don't think I killed the bitch or nothing like that. But she is inside the TV set, you can have all that shit. Fuck it. Uh, Mr. Murphy, didn't you try to save your daughter? Yeah, I'm a man and shit, I tried to save, I turned the channel, the shit didn't work, I got the fuck out. Alright, there you go. Thank you so much for listening. You got a few bucks to buy some merch. Would love for that. For love for you, for love for love for you, for love. Maybe learn how to talk if we made some more money for this show. Uh, the merch store is up. You just if you go down to the show notes, it's there. You can text the word merch to 888 Kramer8, and I'll send you back a, a link really quick so you can just click on it and buy some merch and support the show if it means something to you. And everything should be shipping out soon. We went to production today on everything, so Hopefully that's uh, that's going to be going your way very soon. So I love you. I appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow for a moment in Kramer history. Bye-bye. Hi, Kramer. This is Jackie from Chula Vista, and I just wanted to say I love today's show. It was raw. It was honest. You told your truth. Uh, it really hit close to home more so because back in 2012, no, sorry, 2006, my daughter had just been born and my husband decided that he was going to smoke some weed. Uh, within hours, anxiety, panic attacks set in. He was ready to run to the hospital in his socks and boxers, threatening that if I didn't take him, he was going to start running. Long story short, um, after that, he was anxiety-ridden, he was depressed, he couldn't work for a while. Luckily, he's bounced back, but the anxiety will forever remain, I believe. I, I don't see it going away. It's a lot milder now. Um, he doesn't have very many episodes. Thanks, Kramer. Love your show. Love you forever. Bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.